1: It's Tuesday,
2: it's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. Time for Shelly Live, with your hostess, with the this, Shelly from Cali, on VOCNation.com.
0: Woo!
3: What is up, my people? Amigos y amigas, what the F is going on? How the F are you? Are you doing F and fine? I hope you're doing fine and dandy like sour candy. That's what's effing up. It's a party over here, let me tell you. And here's the thing. This is, right now, the most energy I felt all day. We'll get into that in a second, the details. But I got in from Vegas last night, very close to midnight. And what should have been, let's say, with stops, a five-hour trip, took close to eight we'll get into that in a second though but how the f are you guys doing i hope you're having a good week so far it's tuesday and here's the thing i think i talked about it on here before i'm not sure but um my favorite day of the week is week has always been tuesday and i know that's really weird and when i've thought about it before I thought, like, okay, why is Tuesday? Okay, Taco Tuesday has become a thing in my adult life, right? But that was kind of like later adult life. So where? why do I love Tuesday so much? And that's when I realized back in the day when my dad used to have visitation with Danielle and I, he would um, hang out with us on Mondays and Tuesdays. And usually on Tuesdays, we end up going to Chuck E. Cheese. So I think just from, like, being programmed that, we go and see our dad, and usually on that Tuesday, we go to Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know if that, like, made me appreciate Tuesday. And here's the thing. The reason why is my mom, God bless her, was so effing strict with me growing up, like, more than Danielle. So effing strict. Hold on, let me take a little sip of my Perrier. Pinky up, bitches. But, um, you know, so, My mom was super strict with me. So when my dad, even though my dad, I'm sorry to say this, I don't say this to be funny or whatever. It's just true. He was a douchebag. So like, even though he was a douchebag, God bless him. I mean, there's a reason why he was a douchebag, right? It doesn't make it right, but whatever. When I say it, I think here's the thing I've accepted this a long time ago and I see people, especially when I'm talking to them face to face, the reaction that I get, you know, when I'm like, oh, you know, or when I've said, you know, I hate, sorry guys, to say such an aggressive word, but when I'm like, oh, my pedophile father, like it took me a lot to say that because I was very brainwashed to thinking that he was like the most awesome human being in the entire universe for a long time and for a lot of my life. And it it actually took me in my late 20s, To realize, oh my gosh, I have all these suppressed memories, you know, that came back. And I was like, oh my goodness, he's, you know, but it is what it is. Not to bring the party down or anything like that. But with that being said, I still felt like going, like going on visitation with him, especially on that Tuesday. Because sometimes he'd flake on that Monday. He'd flake out. But on that Tuesday, we usually, that's when we would see him. And um, I would feel like I was finally out of prison. And I don't know if you guys seen at the beginning of when the corona first hit hard. I did a video on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward Shelly Martinez channel. And I did a video saying I've been in lockdown my whole life. And I really have. And it's so crazy because you know, it's like one of those, like the butterfly effect. It's like, you know... If I wasn't on lockdown all the time growing up, I wouldn't have sat there in my room for hours watching television, which to me, when I watched it, I wanted to be doing what these people were doing for a living. So that's like the actress that was fed in me, right? And then because I was like, that was my form of entertainment, I would often mimic these people like Lucille Ball or John Ritter and or Steve Martin, even as well, another person that really inspired me growing up. Um, I would imitate them, you know, and I would, um, you know, my family, it's like a sad little family, but you know, I used to, I always wanted, I think that's maybe where my, my passion for making people feel entertained and um, make people laugh come from, because, you know, my family, God bless them. It's just, it was a tough upbringing and everything. So I always would take it upon myself up and, excuse me, up into a certain age to really entertain our family. Like my grandma used to say, Shelly, go on the fireplace and like tell jokes. And that's because I would be watching these people like Lucille Ball. Um, You know, uh, even like you guys know, I love freaking the Munsters, you know? So it's like watching shows like that and Three's Company. I love Lucy. Um, and just being really inspired by these, especially these physical comedians like a Ball and John Ritter and, um, and Steve Martin, he's, he gets physical as well. And <clears throat> it's just one of those things where like, My mom had me in that lockdown because she was so fearful that I was going to be exposed and taken advantage of. I know that's where it was coming from, you know. She didn't want me to go through what she knew was out there. But the positive is, is like that all those things actually helped me in life. And then it's crazy because, you know, I do understand a lot of people don't know how it feels to be so restricted, and because half of my life I grew up very restricted, um, it's like nothing new to me. And when I found freedom, and for example, expressing how I feel, um, going and doing things that I like to do, and things like that, that's why like I'm really good on my own. Like I'm cool with people. Like I love being with my friends. I love being with Danielle in particular. But I'm really good just by myself as well, and I think that has a lot to do with it too, is that, like, you know, because my upbringing, I was so restricted, when I finally went and did the things that I wanted to do, I was kind of in a place in my life to where, like, Danielle wasn't really old enough, so I just kind of went on adventures by myself. Like, honestly, as soon as I got my first car, which was at 18. I would drive to LA all the time. Now where I grew up, Ontario, my grandma grew up in Chino, so I also represent Chino. Thank you, nine oh nine represented. Um as soon as I got that car, I was always driving over here to LA and it's interesting because my uncle before that used to drive me and my cousins, my girl cousins, and we would cruise the boulevard with my uncle. I don't know, it's weird, but like nothing weird happened though. But like whatever like that was my first experience right so then like I learned the streets of LA because that was way before like phones were like you know you have your navigation on there you got to like figure it out you got to you got to get lost enough times to memorize how things are that's how it was right so like you know when I found that freedom like whatever so when the quarantine hit It was, like, to me, no big deal, especially, like, being a full-time creator now for a couple years. It's, like, I pretty much film and shoot everything at home, you know, so I'm really used to that. And something, um, I've mentioned this before on the show, I used to struggle with for about, like, last year, I finally started to admit to my secret society, ShellySecretSociety.com. Is that I do have, you know, agoraphobic moments where I won't leave the house. I'll make every excuse not to leave the house, and it's super easy because I make money without leaving the house. And there was times like where I wouldn't go into the outside world past my door for days, and it was completely normal. You know, especially when the Mertzes couldn't really go on long walks anymore, and that was, like, at our last place. It was super easy to do that because we had such – the Tiki Lounge was so big. They were able to, like, just walk around and get that energy out. But, you know, when they got older, uh, especially poor Mertz, he gets scared of everything. I don't know if you guys are out there and you have senior pets, um, but, you know, he he was starting to get afraid about, you know, for everything. And the Ethel just wasn't feeling good. God bless her. And, um, you know, so it's really easy to just, like, not do anything. So it's so crazy to me, and it trips me out that we, like, live in this, like, weird-ass world now because I was able to easily adapt to it when I was in situations, like, with my mom. Like, oh, I just wanted to be a teenager and go, like, to the freaking, you know, movies with my friends on a Friday night, but I really hardly ever got to do things like that. So, you know, I just know how it feels to be on that lockdown. And I don't know. It's just really crazy to me how all these different times in my life that were super uncomfortable. And if I were to sit here and tell you guys the details of whatever, um, I'm sure a lot of you would be like, "Wow, that's a lot, and that's really crappy." And I'm sorry you had to go through that, but it's so crazy because, like, I'm realizing now more than ever how even the ugliness that has happened in my life, like, serves such a purpose. Like, I don't know who needs to hear this message today, but here we go. I mean, let me d- take another sip of my Hold on. So I don't know who needs to hear this message today, but like, here we go, buckle up. And if this message isn't for you, here's some good cheese man. Putting today's show together, I was like, you know what, when I was writing some notes down of like some key points I wanted to hit, I was like, you know, should I talk about that? Like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe it's a little bit too much. But it's like, no, dude, this is what I like literally went through this weekend. And it's real. And I think that some people need to hear it, you know? And like I said, the people that don't, they get to hear some, maybe a little bit of good chief men and, you know, everyone leaves happy, right? <laughs> so going back to like how I grew up and everything, like these things aligned later in life now with the Corona to where I wasn't mentally losing my mind, right? It's so crazy. The same goes for abusive relationships. Now, I've talked about this before. Um, I, long story short, as I can make it, when I was uh, my senior year in high school and then four years after that, I had the same boyfriend on and off, mostly on, um, throughout that time. he was the only guy to ever put his hands on me, um, aside from my dad, um, And he's the person, if you've been watching my stuff for a long time, I've talked about how I had this, like, abusive boyfriend back in the day. And I promised myself when I was finally, because, hello, five years I was with the dude, right, on and off. So, like, it took me, like, five years to, like, get that out of my system. So, it's like I promised myself if anything or anyone ever makes me feel like this dude, They are not to be in my life. And up until I got into the argument that I did, the heated argument with Batista when I was in WWE, no one ever made me feel that way. I'm not saying that people didn't screw me over. I'm not saying that I didn't have negative experiences with boyfriends. But what I'm saying is nothing matched that energy until Batista got in my face. So that's why I popped off at him the way I did was because to me it triggered. I was like, dude, he's just being like that nerd. Like, Oh my gosh. Like he is like totally like that guy, that ex. Oh my gosh. I promised myself I would never take that abuse again. And leading up to that, you know, I did have other situations happen. I was just talking about it this weekend. Um, with the fella's house, John, that I was shooting at. Um, You know, I have mentioned, I think on here before, that I got into it with Shawn Michaels once. Uh, The details aren't important, but, you know, I did say how I feel when he was rude to me. And then um, when I was disrespected by Randy Orton, I here's the thing I'm in a fight with Randy Orton after he disrespected me he, he he was aggressive still after. So I I broke. I was like, dude, F this F this. So I went up to Randy Orton. And here's the craziest thing. What I told him is just this. And I'm not going to get into the details of how he disrespected me because that doesn't matter. But this is something that's like been more of a newer thing for me to realize, right? So first I go and I have some words with Shawn Michaels because he disrespected me. And not only did he disrespect me, he disrespected me in front of like everyone, so whatever, f him. <clears throat> then Randy Orton, he disrespected me when I thought we were cool. The only person I vented about that to was my best friend at the time, which was Molina, and he was over there going, "Hey Molina, you smart your girl up to know da da da," and it's like, "Bitch, shut up!" Like, you're lucky I'm not like getting in everybody's ear or ha- maybe tattling on you to the freaking boss. Johnny Ace that's who you tattle to but I'm not gonna do that I'm just venting to my homegirl over here because like you're a dick so that was the energy behind it and all I remember you guys is I went up to him and I said you know what I only person I said anything to was Melina and then after that I blacked out I have no idea what I told him which is very interesting to me because like I don't know, like the Batista thing, I can tell you every single detail, like I'm right there, dude. Like I'm freaking right there. But with Randy, and even with the Shawn Michaels thing, I could tell you every little detail. But with Randy, I don't know what happened or what he may have triggered in me, but I have zero idea what I said after that. Zero. When that really bothers me. But you know something I've learned about life is when time the time is right now I'm a person I do pray, I believe in God, I grew up Christian, I practice Judaism, but I don't say like "Oh you know i I didn't convert um I just feel like I'm just more into my relationship with God, but I do practice along the lines of Judaism, so for me, it's like something that I really have understood in my journey in life is God reveals all to me when the time is right. And sometimes it takes a really long time, many, 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 many years, even a decade. But the answer always comes to me. So that's why I can talk about these things now and I couldn't talk about them before because I was very emotional about them. I was very upset about them but now I just don't even care like that just is what it is. That's why I'm not going to sit here and be like e- either tell the Randy Orton story and not name names or tell the Randy Orton story and allude to it. No, it doesn't even matter and the only reason why I say the names, Shawn Michaels and Randy Orton is because I didn't realize that when I got into it with Batista, like for all these years mostly, I've been like, oh, because I got into it with Batista, that's why. And now it's like, dude, no. Strike one, Shawn Michaels. Strike two, Randy Orton. Strike three, Batista, you're out, bitch. And I get it. You know, it's fine. But um, the reason why... And I'm not even saying that Randy or Shawn Michaels made me feel the way that X did. But Batista did that in that moment. So I had to be true to what I vowed to myself, which is I'm not going to take it. We're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to take it. That's how I felt, dude. And it's so crazy because I thought the big lesson with that X ended with that. It's like, Oh, I learned that lesson so that I knew that vibe. to when like, I knew to stay true to myself in the situation, but then no, it didn't end there. Then I had this boyfriend years ago and um, you know, he's the one I would say has the Aladdin syndrome. Like he did all the research on me, blah, 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 blah. He was fake and phony, whatever. I felt really stupid, that exactly I knew better. But the things that started tipping me off was he started making me feel like that freaking nerd, like he had that energy again. So it's like, first it was Batista, and I thought the lesson was done. And then the second dude comes into my life. And then here's the thing. I know a lot of people out there are like, oh, because of the modeling I do or the stories that circulate, whether they're some true, some not. Hood rat, hood rat, hoochie mama, and it's like that's fine. You can go ahead and think that, but I actually, being real, I look at sex very deeply, and it bothers me that I shared my body with this guy that I like that pulled the wool over my head. You know what I'm saying? But what started tipping me like to where this dude wasn't for me, and I needed to get him out of my life ASAP was when he started giving me the vibes with that boyfriend, right? So then, let's fast forward to this weekend. There was a person that was there that has been giving me those vibes for a while. Thing is, is, you know when you're not around people often enough, you don't really know what to make of them, especially if you get a bad vibe off of them. And I have such an aggressive vibe towards this person to where like they remind me of the energy of that ex-boyfriend, that psycho ex. That's not good. But, like, I don't want to be judgmental. I don't, I know this person. So, like, why can't I shake this? And it was so crazy that during my trip, all the missing puzzle, missing pieces of the puzzle, puzzle. I can't talk. All the missing pieces of the puzzle just kind of came together. You know what I'm saying? And it was crazy because here I am, just trying to be a part of Jennifer Thomas's event. She had one last year. I was a sexy nurse. I got involved. It was awesome. So there I was again to do it. Right. And the reason why I was willing to drive all the way to Vegas is one thing and one thing only because of Jennifer Thomas. And that's the only reason. That's my homegirl right there. You need me to be on your show? We'll do it. Let's do it. So this whole, like, other aspect of it was really interesting to just watch this person be so fake, so phony when they are honestly, like, I feel bad saying this because I don't want to have this opinion on anyone, but based off of what I saw this weekend, this person is such a piece of shit, a piece of shit. I don't know what happened to them in their life where they treat people in that way, but when I'm around and you're going to try to throw that energy and pick on people who you are manipulating and they buy into your shit, I don't effing think so. Not on my watch. And that's other people's business if they want to buy into other people's con artistry, if you will. Poorly done, by the way. Poorly executed. (laughs) That's their business. However, if things are going on in front of my face, It now becomes my business. So this weekend, I found myself feeling very aggressive. I actually wanted to get into a fight with this person. I had to pull back because there was a time where I did want to do the old, when they were about to walk past me, walk right in front of them and just stand there so they have a choice. Are you going to stand there and confront me, or are you going to walk around me? I almost did it, but I knew that wasn't constructive. I knew that was just me feeling in the moment, feeling protective. Um, That's just what's up. And I had to hold back. And I'm glad I did, because I don't think that would have been a positive thing. But it really took me back that there I was once again, back in that zone of I have to not only right now, but this person is affecting other other people around and some people in a real heavy way. And I am not. Cool was that, you know. So it was a lot. That part was a lot, and it's something that has really been weighing on me. And the drive in the desert really, like, it just put always puts me. Whenever I do that drive to Vegas, to, um, it just always, it's like yeah, part of it's fun, I got my music going, boom, 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 it's awesome, especially when you've got people with you, it's great, but there's always that time, because I love driving, so I usually am the driver to Vegas, and I will, like, drive the whole way there, I will drive the whole way, like, because what it does to me is this whole, like, therapeutic thing, you know, and when I was going through that part where you like, you know, if it's the party in the car, but then like now no one's talking because we're all kind of like in our own zone. And it's really awesome. Cause it's like not awkward, but you're just like, it's not awkward because you're so in your own zone. You're not even realizing that no one else has said anything for a long time. Right. So when I was in those moments, this person just kept haunting me and I was just like I kept saying in the car like it'd be quiet for a long time and I was just like I'm sorry to say this again and bring it up I'm not trying to bring it up old stuff but I just don't get how this person dot 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 and maybe it bothers me a little extra than it normally would because it does trigger that ex-boyfriend here's how it goes It triggers that ex-boyfriend, which then triggers Batista, which then triggers that more recent ex-boyfriend, and then it goes back to this person, so it's like this domino effect, right? And that's how our brains freaking work, and you got to, like if you can understand your patterns of things, and that's what I've noticed about myself. When I started to understand the patterns of like why, let's say I get in a bad mood, it's like, okay, well, where did this stem from? And it, it, our brains work just like that. Especially if you have trauma going on, you know, let me take another sip of my Perrier. And it's so crazy because sometimes when you're in that mode, your mind can play tricks on you, like how I wanted to physically fight this person a couple times, and I know that sounds funny or whatever, but it's not. When it's serious, when it's for show, that's one thing. But when I'm like, I want to physically hurt this person. Only way that something is going to get through to them is they need their ass beat. I don't like that feeling. It's ugly. Like even right now, my voice, I'm sure it changed to you guys because I I was starting to think about that person and I went right back to there. I want to beat their ass. Like I want to beat their ass. And I don't like that I want to beat their ass because putting your hands on anyone when it's real is not cool. I don't care if it's girl and girls hitting each other, guys and guys hitting each other, or both sexes hitting each other. Nothing's cool about that. But, like, I want to beat this person's ass. And it really made me have to dig deep and control my emotions, control my anger, and really check myself. And it was a lot. It was a lot. All right, let's go to a little commercial break here. And when we come back, we'll go to more uplifting things more fun things we'll talk more about my actual journey there I just wanted to get that part out of the way the seriousness so that we can get into more of the uh, fun aspects of my trip all right I'll be right back
1: VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer, The Maestro, former Impact performer, Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor, Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality, Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Work, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrator's Brady Hicks and WCW alum, The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adon, Nito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger, Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Singh, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation.
2: whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio
3: network.
4: The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network.
3: Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. I am Shelly, of course. And we're going to talk about my Vegas journey, shall we? So, okay, I'm putting up a a vlog on my main channel shelly or youtube.com forward shelly martinez channel uh, for my whole journey into Vegas and it all really started on Thursday. So Thursday, I Danielle and I had for the first time this uh, hairstylist actually come to our house um that's doing house calls now and um you know, with the whole Corona and everything. And Danielle got her haircut and I got my roots touched up, which was freaking awesome. I was doing it myself, but, uh, you know, nothing beats someone that does it for you just because they can get like every little. And, um, you know, something I've mentioned before, I have had gray hair since I was like in kindergarten. Like it's been a whole thing. So when people have really embraced um, during the Corona, oh, you know, gray hair, who cares? I'm a different situation because I have had so much anxiety over gray hair since I was little because I used to get picked on like the black. Oh, she has gray hair. Oh, she see that. She probably has gray hair. She see it. And sometimes I remember one time I was at church and there was a gray hair that was out. And then I heard the girl go, look, look. And then she pulled it. She pulled it in church. That's why also when I saw Friday the 13th, for the first time, I was like, dude, it makes sense because the girl, when she keeps having the nightmares, there's like a lily monster strip of like white that she gets in her hair and I'm like, I always have I had night terrors, I was a sleepwalker when I was a kid Um, so I was like, oh dude that's probably why I have gray hairs I don't know, maybe it's the fact that you know, I am 60 years old (laughs) anyways, okay, so I got my roots done. It was great. Um, So the next day, we were going to leave super early, but we ended up leaving. I wanted to leave at 6 o'clock in the morning, but we ended up leaving at 9.30, which is fine because we had some things we had to do, whatever. And uh, the first stop was Cabazon. Now, Cabazon is a place here in California. And if you are familiar with um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and when he's inside of a dinosaur, and he's just sitting there and they're talking. Uh, what is he talking about? Dottie, I believe it is. <laughs> Excuse me, Schultz. Sorry, It's the Perrier and, you know, deal with it, people. So uh, my, to my new listeners here, scene, you know, that's where it's at. It's an actual place where you can go to. It's been around, I believe, from the 60s. I think it's, that's when it was um, built in the 60s. And um, they have this like little section that's supposed to be like the dinosaur park or whatever now for me i always heard of cabazon growing up but i never got to go there and if i did ever like maybe once go there i don't remember it so i finally got to in my in my opinion i got to finally see it because i kind of almost wonder like i've been there as a kid and i just don't remember it but um my first memory of being there is when I would do shows in Arizona and I would carpool with wrestlers to the show. And sometimes we would stop at Cabazon just to like, cause hello, you got to see the dinosaurs. You got to take your picture or whatever, stretch your legs a little bit. And, um, I always on the way back would be like, you guys, let's go to the dinosaur park and nobody wanted to go. Nobody. I think one time it was just like me and one other person wanted to do it and nobody else did. Now the ticket's only $13. So it's not even that much. So nobody ever wanted to go in. So I've always been like, damn it. So damn it, you guys, last Friday was my day. I went over there to Cabazon. I went into that dinosaur park. I vlogged it all. I cannot wait to edit it. It was so much fun um and the only thing is like I will say this I'll be honest so it is out in the desert it's really hot out there really hot even for someone like me who likes it to be at 80 degrees at all times so it was so hot that it kind of took away from the experience just a bit you'll have a lot of fun but you know it sucks having like wet dripping down and I got makeup on because I I had this whole thing this vision of like I want to get camera ready before I leave so that driving on up to um, Vegas I want to stop at specific areas and I want to do a photo shoot for my secret society for my OnlyFans for Shelly TV so um that was one of the stops you know and then for my YouTube of course with my blog so um it kind of sucked that I just ended up keeping my glasses on when I took pictures. <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm just keeping my glasses on. My lashes are like coming off, and I had like pretty heavy eye makeup on. So it was like, ah but it was fine. It was fine. I had a lot of fun. And I got some souvenirs. I got Danielle a mug from there. And that's the thing. I want to go back in the fall when it's cooler weather. It's typically always hot out there because it's in that desert, which is fine, but we just need to go when it's not summer. <laughs> and I want to go with Danielle and totally wear cute little outfits and do a little impromptu shoot in that dino park. Because like, I don't think anyone would stop us. I mean, they weren't really stopping me and I was taking pictures when I was there. So I'm really looking forward to going back there with Danielle and having the full on experience with her. And there's a Burger King right there. So, you know, you can't go wrong. (laughs) So um, that was, it was, it was a good experience. Again, just the heat was a little bit much. I think that day it was 105 when we were there. Yeah, it was kind of earlier in the day. So, there was two other stops I wanted to do before getting to State Line. One of them was um this place called Elmer's Bottle Tree Farm and it's exactly that. It's a dude in the freaking middle of the desert who has a piece of land and made a bunch of artwork out of bottles, like you know, Coca-Cola old school bottles, those types of bottles. And I thought, dude, this is awesome. Now, Two birthdays ago, I went to this concert called the One Love Fest, which was amazing, and it was by the Queen Mary. And um, there was a lot of bands that I love, like Slightly Stupid, Dirty Heads, modest Yahoo, Lee Scratch Perry, Iration, uh, Tribal seas, a lot of awesome bands playing there. Just a festival, you know. So um, for that birthday. I got this really cute dress that's, like, a tie-dye dress. It's really supposed to be, like, a costume, but I wear those as dresses. <laughs> you, you guys know what I'm talking about? Those, like, I guess you'd say, like, sexy 60s girl costumes. Well, I wear those as dresses because that's what they are. They're just dresses. So I wore it then, but I haven't worn it since then. So I was like, dude, with this bottle, El- Elmer, Elmer! Good old Elmer's bottle bottle tree farm (laughs) I thought it would be perfect because when I was looking at the photos of that people were taking there I was like dude I can totally see this dress it's gonna look awesome my freaking fans are gonna love it like dude this is great so I kept checking because you know with the corona you just never know what's open and what's not and so I kept checking to make sure it was open I kept saying it was now it was a little out of the way going to Vegas, but I didn't care, especially because, you know, it was the holiday weekend, so I was fine with taking back roads, which is exactly what I had to do to get there, and when I got there, I was so excited, I was ready to, like, change into my outfit, and that's when we saw... A dog. It was a German Shepherd, to be exact, and he was like walking away. And then we saw a man's legs walking away, and he just never came back. And the gate was locked. And I was like, "Dude, this sucks." So I did take some photos. You guys may have seen it. I posted on my Instagram. I posted on Twitter, and I post a more cheeky version of it on my OnlyFans. OnlyFans forward Shelly Martinez. And uh, so I did get some content, but I was really bummed, especially being like right there and seeing the different like artwork that was there. And then he had like even extra stuff that would have been so cool for shooting. Like there was these cute little benches and like behind them was like this thing of like, but you guys will see it. You'll see it in the vlog. You'll see it in the vlog. Um, Again, on my YouTube channel, my main channel, But um, so it was kind of a fail, but not really. I just really, I wish they just would have updated whatever you got to update. What is a Yelp or something? I don't know how it works when you like Google something and it tells you the hours and whatever. But it was just kind of irritating, especially the dude could have just walked over and said, no, I'm closed because of the Corona. Fine. But he, he just didn't even want to bother. He couldn't be bothered. That's, that's what the thing was. So then we went to the next um, destination, which, okay, hold on. you guys mind if I hit this bong real quick? It's been a day. That probably sounded really scary. Who's my percolator? It's extreme. So I had this other uh, destination, which was called Pioneer Saloon. And at the Pioneer Saloon, I thought it was going to be this place where only one time this happened when I was, I can't remember if I was going to Vegas or if I was going to Arizona, but I was carpooling with a bunch of wrestlers years ago. And, um, hold on, Perrier time. And we did a little pit stop because I had to go use the restroom and we needed to stretch our legs anyways. And, um, The way it looked where we stopped, it looked like you were on the set of, like, the three amigos. Like, it looked like old, westerny. It was so cute. But I believe when we were there, it seemed like everything was closed, but it was, like, just because we were there at a certain time. So I was, like, obsessing to try to find that place. I was like, dude, that would be so awesome to do a shoot, especially close to when the sun is setting, you know? And so um, there's this rockabilly singer I love named James Entfeldt. Now, James Entfeldt, you may not know his name, but if you're familiar with the movie Cry Baby, he was the voice of Johnny Depp when he's singing. So every time you hear Johnny Depp singing on Cry Baby, that's James Entfeldt. He's been around forever. Um, If you've ever been in the rockabilly scene, you probably have heard of him, but um, maybe not. But um, yeah, he's really good. He's really good live but anyways so i have this we saw james not too long ago like oh i guess wow it has been long ago now like a year ago and it's really cute um it's like a cute it's called joe's barbecue it's really cute there we've also seen um tom kenny in the high seas which tom kenny is the voice of spongebob squarepants he has a really awesome band it has like big band kind of vibes to it oh it's so awesome look it up you guys Tom Kenny and the High Seas and James Enfeldt those are two like they're very different vibes but they're awesome like ah. Oh. anyway so the last show that we saw at Joe's with James Enfeldt I ended up getting a shirt of his and it was really cute and it had kind of like a Western vibe. So what I was going to do is I was going to shoot in that with, I have these really cute booty shorts that are like jean booty shorts. And then I have some like motorcycle looking boots. So I was like, dude, this is perfect. Like this saloon, and we'll shoot there. And then the, like the whole thing. So then when we got there, it wasn't that place. Now the problem with going to, towards that area whether you're going to branch off and go towards the more palm Springs slash arizona way or if you go more of the vegas way which i guess you can get to arizona there too it's just different part but um It's like, no matter what, there's like so many little, like little ghost town or like these little, so I don't know which one it was and it's driving me nuts. So if you know what I'm talking about, you know, that drive, or maybe you've carpooled with me and you know what I'm talking about, please tweet me because I'm dying to know I have to shoot there. So by the time we got to the Pioneer Saloon, the sun had set, we were hungry, so we and there was music and so we were there like, Okay, let's do this. Let's like, you know, I was like, you know, Vegas is forty five minutes away, let's just eat, we'll have like one drink and then we'll enjoy the music. So like we can let the drinks get out of our system and then we'll go. So we did. And here's the thing that sucked about it. Now I don't know if you guys saw me on Snapchat, I think I put it on Twitter as well. Um, the guy that was performing played Bob Seeger. Um, and so I was like, yeah, dude, awesome. But it was more of like a country kind of vibe, which is fine. I like country music. I do. Uh, me, to me, good tunes are good tunes. Like I don't care what it is, as long as it's not derogatory towards women. And no offense if you're into satanic music, like where they're like hell, Satan, blatantly. I'm not about that. So, like, I love all music. And so I was really enjoying it. But then I don't know if it was the whiskey he was drinking <laughs> <laughs> because what was really cool if you saw that video again on my snap um around the seating area because we we're all seated outside because we couldn't sit inside because of the you know corona there are barrels of whiskey that people kind of like how you can have a barrel of wine at like a a wine place it's like a winery that, or like a, cause I was, I said wine place because you know, wine tasting, whatever, but like a winery, it was the same thing there. And it was so cute because people would put like little fun names on their or whatever. It was really fun, the vibe. And there was a guy there that had, that was the owner of one of the barrels. So they were drinking out of it and he was gifting to the performer um, some of his whiskey. And he was like, oh, it's real good. So I don't know if he just got a little too turned up. But then I started checking out when he just was like, as they say in the wrestling business, just kept putting himself over. Like, it was so good at first. And then he just kept putting himself over hard. And just like, dude. And then the name dropping. And it's like, come on, dude. Like, you, you don't have, like, maybe he's insecure. But, like. He sang well. He played his guitar well. Here we are on this vibe. There's cute lighting. There's cowboys all over the... Like, real cowboys all over the place. Like, we're in the middle of the desert because it was, like, way off from the freeway. Like, there was no light. I was kind of scared when I was driving there, to be honest. And um, But it made it fun, you know? It was like the Wild West, man. Wild West, bitches, West Side. So, like... As soon as he started douching out, I was like, damn it. And it turned me off so much. Took away my buzz. (laughs) And I was like, as soon as, like, I was just like, as soon as I'm ready to drive, let's get the F out of here. (laughs) So I was like, damn it. Damn it. I didn't get my pictures. I, however, they had a really good veggie patty that they um, – it wasn't, like, beyond or impossible, but it was really good. Oh, my gosh. It was so freaking good. So, anyway, so then um, finally got to Vegas, and then just I had to go to bed after that. So then the next day, which is Saturday, that was uh, Jen's event, and um, I went to this really cute place and I had that was nearby. I was able to walk there for breakfast. Oh, my gosh, it was so hot, though, because the thing in Vegas is not only is it hot, because, like, hello, I'm from California. So, cow, I'm from, like, the 909. It gets hot. But there's, like, a difference with, like, the kind of air that's there. You know what I mean? And it was even broken down to me that, like, with every breath you take, it it already dehydrates you because of how the air is there. So it's just different, you know? And so, um, man, even though that egg place was called Eggworks, It was just like right there. It was like, oh, my gosh, it sucks. So um, after I had breakfast, I was shooting some content for my secret society and for my OnlyFans. And then, um, honestly, as soon as I was done shooting all that, it was time to really go to Jen's event. So I was like, look, Uber, let's just drink while we shoot because it'll make it fun, right? And so we did. It wasn't like we got drunk but we're in Vegas. I'm like, let's do this. Let's do it right, right? So I was like, let's just get a little buzz on, and then we'll take a break, and then while at Jen's event, we'll revisit the drinking, because it's Vegas, right? So I was like, let's, I'll get an Uber. I requested the Uber, and it took so long to just even get somebody to accept my request, and mind you, the place that we were in, the event was at, it was only a like 20 minute walk. I think it was like a four minute drive. So I'm like, dude, why can't I get a freaking Uber? And then the person that accepted me was like 40 minutes away. And I'm like, dude, I got it. We just got to go. I said, let's just walk. It'll be fine. Let's just walk 10 minutes into that walk. I was like, oh, my gosh. But what are we going to do? We just got to go forward. Now, I didn't want to call Jen because I didn't want to stress her out. And I just kept thinking, it's just right there. Like, it's just right there. At least I'm – this is what I kept telling myself. At least I'll just be working off that alcohol I drank, right? I was drinking champagne. I'll be walking off that champagne. I'll be walking off the champagne. It's fine because I'm a huge walker. Like, I will walk. I will walk for hours. Like, I don't know if you guys know – california well but i've walked from marina del rey to hollywood which took many hours you know so i've just always been that way so the air and then the sun being right on top of us because it was like three o'clock in the afternoon man i felt like the three amigos when they're in the desert and steve martin has no water martin short has sand who's a canteen and then um Dusty Bottoms Chevy Chase has that water And he like Wastes it that's how I felt But there was no water <laughs> I was like oh my gosh And so when we finally got there First of all when we finally got there I got, I swear to you guys I I was about to pass out and I was like shoot Because Danielle and I are prone To passing out Now it, I do take control And I can push my body Through a lot before I pass out More than Danielle But I really thought I was going to. and It was, I kept telling myself, okay, just get to the place. And as soon as I get there, there'll be AC and I can cool off. There was no AC in the building. (laughs) There was no AC in the building. So I was like, oh my gosh. So they put me in front of a fan. I was dripping in sweat. I was really grateful that I didn't even bother to put fake tanner on. I don't care if I was a pale ass, whatever. So, um. I just felt weird after that. It made me feel like, you know, just recently I finally got my AC fixed in my car, thank God. But a year, it's been busted. And when the summer rolled around last year, it, it busted last year, summer. So last summer and then this summer, I've been reminded of how hot my effing car gets. And it makes me sick sometimes, you know, like I'll do the live stream sometimes after I have been like doing errands in the car and I'm so busted and I'm like, I don't need, like, I don't make sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and there's been times I believe even here on a Shelly live that that's happened as well. So it's like, I felt that feeling, but like times 10, it was terrible. So it was really hard for me to shake it off, which was really sad because I really wanted to be in the moment and enjoy myself and everything. And I I did, you know, and I was Nurse Shelley, and I had a little bit that we had set up that was a fun little bit with like this, like it was supposed to be like an overzealous fan and it turned into a whole thing. And then I had a match with Techno Destructo and it was very gimmicky and fun But um, it's so crazy because after I did the match with Techno Destructo, that's when I feel mentally my like I shut down because it's like I was pushing through. I was pushing through because I knew there was a job to be done. And that was two things, you know, doing my first bit and then doing this match. So after the match was over, I went in the back and then I thought I was going to pass out again. And I was telling them, I was like, you know, I feel what had happened is my mind was like telling my body just through. And so finally I got my two tasks done. And so now it's like my body is like, F you, we're done. Like we we did our part, like F you, done. And I thought I was gonna pass out. Um, it was really helpful when I just put some ice like on my neck and behind my ears and I started to slowly kick out. It took me a while and I felt it felt I it was a crappy feeling that the entire time I was there I was pretty much uncomfortable because of overheating myself before going there, you know? And it sucked because I just felt, like, no energy, and so after that match, I just stayed outside, like, I couldn't go back in there, because they had these, like, really crazy, like, fans going, but, like, it just wasn't enough, I just felt like I couldn't breathe in there, you know what I mean, I felt like I could never breathe, I felt like ever since that walk to there, I couldn't catch my breath, and I just never got it back. I mean, when I was in the match, I felt normal, but I think that was just my adrenaline and like my second nature kicking in kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, after that, I was just done and it just took me so freaking long to kick out, but I finally did. And then um, we got a ride to the hotel, which is great. And, um, but it's crazy before, like when I started to finally feel better, and um, I went to go get my pay. I walked around the building so I didn't have to walk through like where people were at, Mm -hmm. and it's so interesting because they were holding the event at a independent wrestling company that I used to work for. Now, this company, I loved working for them because the group that I was in, the following, I had so much fun with them. Like, being a part of the following in vegas to me was like how i felt when i used to perform with beth phoenix and aaron the idol stevens like that magic i had with those two i had with this group of guys and it made me and i needed that at that time because i had been doing the indies for a little bit again. And I was starting to get let down and disappointed by people. And it was making me, like, not care about wrestling anymore. And that really hurt because, like, I know I shouldn't give people that power, blah, 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 blah. But, like, you can't help it when you're in it, right? Like, now I don't. But, like, at that time, that was just, like, I cared a lot, you know? So I had a little bit of a falling out with these people. And, I mean, that's a podcast for another day. But like, I've been in talks with the guy that owns it. And like, I thought everything was cool. Now, I don't know if he didn't realize it was me or not. But like, I saw him and I smiled. And I was gonna like introduce him to Metal Jesus. But he gave me like the nastiest look, just the nastiest look. And I was just like, ew, I have no time for this. Like, I'm finally starting to feel better. Like, I am not going to let this dude take away from that energy. And there is a chance that perhaps he didn't recognize me. But it's kind of hard when they kept saying, nurse Shelly Martinez, and I'm the only nurse there. And when he saw me, I wasn't, I was not, okay, I was not in my nurse's outfit. But, hey, I was running around. I don't know. Hey, whatever, whatever. Let's just, I'm getting off track here. So, um I was just kind of like, oh. And then I was in a conversation with Techno Destructo, and he had mentioned like he had some kind of like shady dealing with this person. And not the promoter that I'm talking about right now, but um, it was a separate person, a separate person, like, but um, a separate conversation. And he was telling me, oh, this person, and then they worked or they owned this certain uh, wrestling company. And I was like, oh, so and so. And he was like, yep. I was like, dude, and so it was so crazy to hear the man straight from the horse's mouth of how shady, 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 shady the person that he's talking about is because the person who he was talking about owns this promotion that, um, Let's just say a lot of people always say, how come you never work for them? That's, like, perfect for you, Shelley. Like, you are so perfect for them. And I always go, I don't know. They don't want to book me. Like, I, I worked with them a couple times, and then after that, I don't know. So earlier in the year, an old friend of mine resurfaced in my ending out life for a little bit, and he had mentioned that he dated someone briefly from that group. And he told me that, of course, like, when he found out that she was heavily involved in this promotion, he was like, oh, do you know Shelly Martinez, of course, right? And she was like, oh, yeah. Ugh. And then he was like, well, what's the deal? And he's like, oh, um, you know, she's just, like, hard to work with and da-da-da. And then he's like, well, how is she hard to work with? She's like, oh. Well, she got all mad because she wanted to get paid for this one show, and we told her, like, you know, and then he was like, wait a minute, so you guys got mad at her because she wanted to get paid? And then the girl was like, well, yeah, and when he said it like that, I know that girl, and that's how she talks, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So all these years, your beef with me was that show, you didn't want to pay me, therefore, I didn't want to be on the show unless I was getting paid. It's ridiculous. And all this time, I thought, what is it? What is it? All these years, up until earlier this year, what is it? What is it? So to hear Techno talk about not that same girl, but, like, she's mixed in with these people, I was like, O-M to the freaking G. Are you kidding me? So kind of fast-forwarding to today. Before I move to my Sunday fun day shoot, actually, I'll take a break after I share this little part with you guys. Today, I was just kind of like catching up with my social media and all this. And there's a girl I follow, and her name's Felice Rose. She's real funny, young chick, but real funny, real funny. Um, does a lot of like, she's Latina, so she does a lot of like, Latina kind of comedy which I love. So, um one of the things that she said today in her Snapchat, she was like, you know, who cares why someone doesn't like you? Because at the end of the day, your energy brings so much light to them that they're demons, they don't like it. So good. And when she said that, I was like, That's so true. Let's say that that promoter did see me and he did throw me a nasty look on purpose. Good. You keep walking then. You stay over there. I'll stay over here. I was trying to be at least polite, but if you can't even be polite, then I won't even waste my smile on you. Now I know. So there's that. Cause I just don't understand how he doesn't think that that was me because before, like I, I, the thing I did was like, after intermission so like i was running around there for a while so i find it, I, I could be wrong but i find it hard to believe and then here comes a group of people who even though it made sense earlier in the year when that girl said that that's why they didn't like me because i wanted to get paid to hear that this other person that's the owner of this thing is so shady 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 to the max so it's like you know what, yeah, their shows seem awesome and fun, and I have worked two of them, and they were, and it was an opportunity for me to work with a lot of amazing people, I feel, but, oh, well, good, and it's so crazy how, like, here's this Celise Rose chick, for whatever reason, it's put on her heart to share that, obviously, because she's sharing it, because she's come to those epiphanies with her own life, and here I am, a complete stranger, I just I think she's so freaking funny, that's why I watch her stuff, and then she's all busting out some knowledge like that. And it's like, dude, it's so meant. So that's why I was like, you know what? I want to share all this with people, and like, that's why I'm gonna name a couple names, not to be like, ooh, and all It's like, no, people, like, sometimes you need to know, like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about like some indie wrestler, and it shouldn't even be that, even if it is that an indie wrestler, and indie wrestlers aren't just some indie wrestler, but just generally speaking, you know, it's like, that's just what's up, and when Shawn Michaels disrespected me, good, good, no reason to be mad at him, I still don't care for him, I would never dine with him, but he doesn't take my peace away, Randy Orton doesn't take my peace away, Batista took my piece away for a long time, but it's okay. I've had my piece back for quite a few years now from that, so that's fine. I got my piece back. So my whole full circle of my story ending it with earlier today, hearing this gal Felice say this stuff. I was like, I just really feel somebody needs to hear all of this. I don't know who, maybe there's many who's, maybe you guys get different vibes out of it, whatever, but I just really wanted to share it in a more transparent kind of way. Maybe catch your attention a little bit more than normal. Do you listen? Not that I'm bossing you just sharing because sharing is caring, (laughs) but, um, I cannot wait to tell you guys about my Sunday fun Day shoot. So I'm going to take a little break so I can quit my whistle here, gather my thoughts, and I'll be right back.
2: This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. And subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today.
1: VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation.
2: Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks,
0: and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation.
2: Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com.
0: The worldwide
4: leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.
3: Welcome back. You're listening to Shelly Live here on VOC Nation. And before I tell you about my Sunday fun day shoot, I just wanted to let you guys know, guess what? Guess what? Yeah, you, I'm talking to you. Guess what? It's winning season, and winning season returns at MyBookie. What does winning season mean? Well, it means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means survivor, super contest, and squares. At MyBookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays and props with your feet up, watching your team tromp their rivals. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate the NFL season. You're going to go ahead and invest your intuition because you know you got one. And just use the code VOCNATION, all one word, no spaces, and you can double your first deposit. The new players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to your sports you love and the games you bet. You, uh, and another thing that they have going on over there is you go from betting live to championship futures. Every play you want is waiting at my Bucky. It's simple. All you got to do is make your picks, you win big, and then you collect your cash. Doesn't that sound good? I think so. Make sure to use that code Nation, all one word, no spaces, and you'll double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today, only at my bookie. And I just wanted to let you guys know, I did just come back from Vegas, you know? So why the hell not, right? So let's talk about Vegas some more. So Ted... Had my crazy time over there at the Jen Thomas event. It was fun, though. I'm really looking forward to looking at the footage. Um, I want to see how my match came out, that's for sure. Um, oh, and kind of going back to, like, not everybody's going to like you or whatever. Here's how I'm on the other end with that. Remember I was talking to you guys about how I that the, I had to deal with a person that uh, was just triggering me? to that ex boyfriend. But then there was another person who there here's the thing. I feel so bad because i I feel guilty for not liking this person when I'm around them, which is it hasn't been a lot. And I try to say maybe I'm just a bitch and I need to try harder to be nice. They do something that's so not cool. <laughs> like telling me what my finish needs to be because he likes it I don't care and I don't know if he just really wants me to like him or what but he just tries too hard and I don't like it and he has this wife and to be honest with you I have no problem with her and I'm actually really normal to her but whenever I'm around her husband I'm just like Oh, just get away from me and I don't know what that is and I feel like such a bitch but I don't know what that is like you know I don't want to make him feel bad I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable but there's just something inside of me that's just like oh just get away from me and I can't put on a fake smile for him I don't know what that is I mean I hope I can figure it out I don't know but um, so my Sunday fun day shoot I went over to um, this fellow who I've shot at before John and he, a lot of girls shoot with him in his place. And he has a really awesome spot. And um, you know, it was, it it just like, I didn't plan on doing it that way at first. I was just going to shoot at my hotel, but then I was just thinking, I was like, dude, you know, I just think like, he has an awesome backyard. He has a great house. Like I should just go there. Like it would just be better. We can like, party it up and like whatever it's all good and that's exactly what ended up happening it became fajita night and girls from the show ended up coming and going and we just had like a family kind of dinner with all the girls not all of them but a couple of the girls and it was just great we got to talk about the you know the show and what we saw and what we experienced and it was cool to sit there with Jen and share all those things with her, and her share what she's been going through putting the show together, and it was just awesome. And I feel like all us gals just really needed that, you know. That it was it was really great. Um, but here's the thing: <laughs> you guys, do you guys want to hear some tea? <laughs> I never talk like this, but I will because it's Shelly live. Why not? It's Vegas, right? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, unless you're listening to Shelly live. So I started off with high news, which if you know me, I love high news and I get the grapefruit one. That's my favorite. So it's a grapefruit and vodka. And cause I didn't want to get tired and I had some content that I needed to make sure to get some custom content as well as extra content for my site. And, um, one of them was a POV boxing video and there is a ring where I was shooting at. So I was like, great, this is awesome. Especially because my customer didn't pay for the ring and, um, he's been waiting for his video. So that was like my way of saying like, thank you for being so patient by not charging him for it. And, um, it's so funny because I had this in between my shooting, like I shot a bunch of stuff, which was great. And then, that's when this like kind of drama happened where I wanted to get in the fight with this person. So they brought the party down. Nobody wanted them there because all of us gals we were all having a good old time. Nobody wanted this person there. They had to come by, and that's when I wanted to fight them. So I went to I went to woo shooting from my OnlyFans, the secret society too oh, come on, just say something, say something. There was even a point where when they were, (laughs) they walked past me, I glared at them, hoping that they would turn around and look at me. And then when I was walking behind them to, like, kind of, like, shoo them away, I was flipping them off the entire time, hoping that they would turn around to see me flipping them off, so then the conversation can start that way as well. But it didn't happen. I'm not sure if they saw me do it and they just didn't say anything or what because when they left um, everyone was pretty shocked that that happened and I was just like I don't like that person like that much and honestly I had to pray about it and everything but that's just how I felt at the time and that's that's what's up. He wasn't or that person wasn't welcome there. So um, after that, there were some heavy conversations going on, and that's when I graduated to my Vino. And when I graduated to my Vino, when um, I think I allowed the situation to take from me more, and I wasn't aware of how much I was drinking. I still shot all night long and when I was going through the footage today I was like wow I was having fun (laughs) and to be honest with you guys I did when I did my POV video I only remembered some of it and there's parts of it I was like oh my gosh I don't remember that and I don't look like I look all intense like I'm like really beaten ass oh my gosh you know why (gasps) because that person came. So I probably took it out on the POV video. Oh my gosh. That makes sense now. Oh my goodness gracious. So then, um, I did, uh, some stuff in the pool. There's a beautiful waterfall. So I did some videos there and I was being very sexy for my only fans and, you know, metal Jesus was there. And so we took it upon ourselves just to go into the bathroom and, uh, have a little session with each other in there (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh I can't believe we did that like oh my goodness I was just drunk but having a good time because like the bad part had gone and I was feeling all good because I was creating and everyone was hanging out having a good time the vibe was awesome the food was awesome It was just a good old time, you know. (laughs) It was like, you know, it it was Vegas, baby. You know, what can I say? Vegas, baby. (laughs) So um, after that, uh, well, actually, the sex happened. Then I cleaned myself up. And then um, I said, I'm not drinking anymore because I don't want to throw up. So, I stopped drinking, and then that's when we had the dinner, the fajitas, and it was really awesome. Um, They had some ahi tuna there for me, and it was really good, but I think, like, I had just partied myself out, and I was like, I couldn't finish, and then I was like, I need to go. (laughs) I need to go to sleep. I don't want to throw up. And so, um, yeah, then I came back to the hotel, and then that's when I got a text saying that I had left some stuff. I am infamous at this. I hate it. Um, I left some stuff behind, so I was like, okay. So then we go on Monday, which was yesterday. Um, I wanted to leave early because I wanted – I knew people were going to be, like, crazy on the road because of the holiday, right? And so I was like, crap. I wanted to leave, like, at 6 or whatever, but that didn't happen. So I went to a really cute little restaurant, um, the Black Bear Diner. I had some eggs and some toast that always helps me after I have been drinking. And I just love eggs and toast anyways. So then um, we go back to John's. And I had some time to hang out with the girls again. So that was awesome. And I was like, crap, last night I got too drunk and I forgot to shoot this custom video for one of my um, OnlyFans. So let's just go, like, get that out of the way real quick. So I put on a bikini, uh, went out to the pool, whatever, shot it. It was a lot of fun. I was really glad I did it because the night before, it's so crazy. Like, if any ladies are listening or if you have a girlfriend or a wife or you just, sister, whatever. Um, I was on my period during this weekend, and I was feeling extra sodomy and bloated. And it's so crazy because from the drinking on all day Saturday and being on my period, it just really, like, sat on me. And so I noticed in my videos, I did look more bloated. So I was glad that like, I forgot to do this video because even though it was just the next day, like it was, it was like, cause I didn't drink at all. So it was like, it all passed through, you know, and like it was off of me and I was like, damn it. Like, Oh, well, I still look cute, but whatever. And now I look cuter. So whatever. So it's so funny because today I was going through the footage and I was like, oh my God, I did film the video for that guy. <laughs> but the second one was better. So I'm going to send them the second one instead and just put the other one on my OnlyFans. But um, so then we took off and uh, we had our cooler with us. So I was like, you know, we should just take the cooler so that we don't have to make so many stops or if we're shooting, you know, we can make, um, if we don't, you know, we don't have to stop somewhere and get like water or whatever. So, um, on the way to Vegas hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. On the way to Vegas, I wanted to stop at State Line, which is Prim Valley. And there is a casino called um, Whiskey Pete's. And at Whiskey Pete they have a Munster's um, slot machine there. And I had this dress that I keep wearing in, like, all of my shoots lately because I just love it so much. And I wanted – I envisioned myself wearing that with my Betty Page – with my Betty Page wig, my Lily Munster purse I got not too long ago from Halloween Town um, in Burbank in California. So um, when we went the first time, we realized we didn't have any cash to, like, put in there to play. And I was really hungry and just wanted to get to that saloon. So I was like, let's go do it on the way back. So on the way back, we went, but it was so hot. I was like, screw the wig. I'm just going to keep my hair. It's up. It has a cute flower on it, but I'll put the dress on. Now, it's so funny because I didn't think anything of putting a very provocative dress on because it's Vegas, but it's not. It's prim. And there's a lot of kids running around. <laughs> so... I was like, oi, and the looks I got, and it's so funny, if you look at the gift that I post on, um, that I posted on my Instagram, I'm not sure, but I did definitely do it on Twitter, Um, you see these two women behind me, and they're, like, giving me the looks, and it's not even side-eye, it's straight-up dirty looks, (laughs) how it was because these people watch me go into the women's restroom change into this dress they probably think i'm metal jesus's daytime hooker um and then like go to the slot machine you're not supposed to be taking pictures anyways but we're taking pictures and video of me playing the monsters thing and then um, i went and i changed back into my normal dress hang out some a little bit more and then we left and then um the traffic was so crazy because, like, you know, everyone was trying to get out of Vegas at the same time. So it was really draining. And there's a town called Baker. And that's a good little pit spot. They have some, their main attraction there is the Alien Ski Store. They have a lot of hot sauce there, too. And um, they really theme it up with aliens and all this, because, you know, in the desert, Area 51. But to much my surprise, um, when we went there today, or yesterday... Uh, I noticed there was an area that, that was under construction and they're making a hotel over there. I so like, ooh, I had to come see. It's this hotel. But I love that place. They have great hot sauce. Um, I got some snacks from there. I did get some pistachios that are habanero. So I'm going to be doing that for um, a review on my main channel, on my YouTube channel. So that's going to be coming soon. And then, you know, just coming on home, it just took forever Um, but again, it was just one of those things I was processing, like all the stuff that I had gone through good and bad, you know, it was cool to reflect on, like, even though I was partying, like I did get so much content, you know what I mean? And it was constructive. Like I didn't get sloppy until the end (laughs) and it wasn't even sloppy. I was just being crazy, having sex in the bathroom. (laughs) Anyway, so, um, I kept telling, cause here's the thing. I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but um, sometimes when you're watching TV, there'll be a commercial for a place that looks really good to eat. And it's like nowhere near you, like not even in your state sometimes. And it's like, why are you playing these commercials? Well, that's kind of the thing with like being in LA for so long and not being in the 909 anymore is there's a place called Sonic at Drive-In. And when I used to go to Sonic back in the day, 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 that's when I was a meat eater. So it makes sense. But I could have swore they had a grilled cheese. So we've been seeing these awesome commercials for the summer of these, like, I guess they're kind of like their version of a McFlurry that they have there. And I was like, dude, let's go to Sonic on the way home. So I go out of my way to go with Sonic. The only thing I could eat was tater tots. I was <laughs> damn it. So, but whatever, it is what it is. I had like two bites of a Reese's for their version of the McFlurry or whatever. It was really good though. But I was like, damn, I don't remember. Like, I could have sworn that, like I said, that they had something. And then in this day and age, I thought maybe they would have, like, some kind of veggie patty. But I was wrong. So then I just trucked on home. And then, oh, my gosh, I was just, like, done, dudes and dudettes, if your dudettes are listening. So that was my freaking Vegas weekend. And I got home at about 1230. And then I couldn't turn my mind off. So I couldn't go to sleep until, like, to something and then this morning I had to get up at 6:30 to go take the rental car back and I've been upset for ever since so it's been a rough day I've been in slow-mo but I've been just like having a lot of fun going through my content and everything so stay tuned for that um you know, I, you know I'll be posting it all over the place that's for darn sure but that was my, that's, that's my Vegas adventure in a nutshell. You know, I'm sure I'll, I'm going or I know I'm going to be doing a vlog on it. So you guys will be able to see what I'm talking about instead of just hear me talk about it or some of the stuff at least. And it's really cool. Like I was able to get a lot, a lot of stuff that normally I wouldn't, especially because usually when I travel, I travel alone and it's kind of hard to get certain types of content lots of B-roll stuff that just really helps tell the story more and just makes a a nice little video. And I got a lot of that. And I'm just really excited to go through it all. And here's the thing. I have a vlog last year from Jen's event. So maybe I need to do that one first. Maybe one week I'll do that one, and then the next week it'll be like last year versus this year. Because it was a different vibe. It was in a different type of place. Like last year it was held at a a place that does customs. Like, they produce custom videos all the time. So it was different, you know? And it was more like a party vibe because there was alcohol being sold there. Um, There was a parking lot, and we were able to, like, use the parking lot. Um, So it was more like a party vibe, whereas this was more of a a going-to-a-show kind of vibe. I felt, you know what I mean? And it's just interesting. It's Both places were hot, but Vegas was worse though. But it's just interesting seeing it in two different vibes. I'm curious. I need to see, maybe Jen, we can get her on here and talk about it. I'll, I'll hit her up. Maybe next week she'll want to come in here and we'll talk about her side of everything and how it was putting everything together. Because honestly, like, I haven't talked much to her about that stuff. So it'd be interesting hearing how everything came together when I, like, saw it, you know. But that's the thing. Like, everything's trial and error when you're doing it yourself. So I have mad respect for Jen just putting on, like, another, you know, making it a yearly thing. And it's just really cool, like, the girls to come together and, you know, make a little bit of money and just, you know, because it's an odd job. But someone's got to do it, and it's always nice, when you could come together with ladies who know what's up, they know the deal, and they're just doing it, too, you know what I mean? All right, well, I've been blabbing on for a while now. Um, I have one call on hold here. Let's get to that call right now, shall we?
4: 804. You're on. Hey, it's uh, Steven.
3: Taylor Steven, did you hear me earlier when I was like, is this big time, Bry?"
4: Oh, no. I, um...
3: So weird, because I, before um, I went on air, yeah. I tried to, like, screen to see who this was, and I was like, maybe they can't hear me. But anyways, how are you?
4: I think you might have cut out there.
3: Hello? Can you hear me now? Hello? hello hmm i guess we lost Still or Steven but um yeah that like like i said you guys that was my weekend it was interesting it'll be interesting to see um moving forward you know where everything kind of just falls into place Still or Steven that let's see if we can get him before we go can you
4: hear me hey Yeah, sorry. I think you cut out and then my phone call failed. It's probably happened before on VOC Nation before, but I think we're good. So what's going on? uh, Just listening in, uh, gaming, listening to other, some Twitch streamers earlier. um, So I wanted to ask you, you were talking about Vegas. Was Vegas like one of your favorite places to work?
3: It really was. It really was. Um, I have a lot of um, attached feelings
4: to Vegas,
3: <laughs> to say the least.
4: Yeah, I figured you enjoyed it enough to share stories about it. And I know you like Germany as well. Um, I did. You did mention uh, the following. What, can you explain what the following was?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We were a group. Um, we were in Vegas and, um, it was Bryce Harrison, um, Jacob. Oh, what's he go by now? He's like Jay cafe now. Um, and then we had uh big Duke and then we had Cody and then that was it. Yeah. It was the four of us and, uh, four of them and then me. And, um, We were just an awesome, like, group. We were heels, but we were the kind of heels that, like, the crowd loved us kind of heels, you know? We were, like, the cool heels, and we had a good chemistry together, like, when we would do little spots of cheating and things like that. And I just really gelled well with them, and I think the reason why is because all of those fellas, when we would talk about wrestling or how we felt about certain things, we were all on the same page in a lot of the important stuff, you know what I mean? And how we looked at things. And even though we were all different in other ways, what kind of made us gel together, I feel was that we just wanted to put on a good performance. And we were like just there to just do our job and do a good job, you know? And it was just, it was a really, it just made me it made me feel like I was falling in love with wrestling again. That's how it, ma- it was working with them. Uh,
4: what what promotion was that? I didn't know if you mentioned it earlier.
3: Uh, FSW.
4: Okay. Um, do you enjoy working with groups and duos more than singles or about the same?
3: Yeah, I'm the same. You know, I here's the only time I don't like working with other people is when the vibe isn't there. And there's been times that I've worked with people and we've made it work and like, that's fine. But there's times that like, it's just awkward, you know? And there's like, there's two people in particular that I could think of. And one of them at the time, he was my boyfriend So it was really strange to me that, like, let's say we would win, right? I would go to, like, celebrate, but he would, like, go off to, like, the corner and be all about, like, yeah, instead of being in the middle of the ring. And his partner would be with me in the middle of the ring. So it's like he would always go off and he would, like, always, like, act like I wasn't there, which was really weird. So it was like but it, it made me feel like this is how I feel when I work with somebody I don't like but this guy's supposed to be like he's my boyfriend in real life so why is this happening it was the strangest thing and then um we've talked about actually with you is um gang growl like you would think it would be there but for whatever reason like he did the same thing he just kind of didn't he pretended like like I almost wasn't even there so it made me feel uncomfortable because like when I was Ariel with Kevin Thorne there were times where we in the moment I would say hated each other but when it came time for to walk through that curtain you would never know that so it's like it was strange for me to have those two incidences with these two other dudes because like To me, it's like, dude, if back in the day me and Kevin were able to, like, make it work, like, what's the problem? (laughs) So that's, like, when I don't – but other than that, like, I always feel like even if I'm, like, like, put with someone random and, like, our gimmick does nothing to do with each other or anything, like, I always look into it like it's fun and, like, a lot of people typically like to work with me, so – it didn't matter. So we would mesh just because of that. You know what I mean? So that's why it doesn't matter to me. The only time it matters is when it's like awkward and it's just like not fun. And it's like, Ooh, why are we doing this then? Ew.
4: Yeah. Um, you meant you kind of compared your, uh, working with the following, your experiences with working with uh, Beth Phoenix and Aaron Stevens. Can you explain what that Beth Phoenix and Aaron Aaron Stevens group was that you were in?
3: Yeah, yeah, or totally. that so, chemistry. So when I was with them, it was during OVW. Um, like I had mentioned before here on Shelly Live, originally I was supposed to be a vampire with Gangrel and Kevin and Jimmy Wang Yang. So when that didn't happen. Beth hit me up and she was like hey like since that fell through what do you think about being in this group with me and Aaron and then she told me that the way they kind of saw it was kind of like um, Two-Face from the Batman movies and um, well not just the movie in particular but you know Two-Face character but the look was more towards like how the movie was that the I I forget what year it came out like 90 something but um the two-faced character had two girls, you know, like the naughty uh, sugar and spice kind of vibe. So when she presented it to me like that, I was like, yes, like, how can I not want to do this? And I really threw myself into it. And I really feel like what I was doing with Beth and Aaron was like preparing me to be Ariel. Like now that I kind of think of it, because there was so much of that character left. it was exactly Ariel just saying, you know, so we did that and it was just so awesome. We had great chemistry together. And again, I think a lot of it had to do with that at the end of the day, the three of us were just like performers and we want to perform and do a good job. And I was very close in my personal life with both of them, Um, uh, I was more close with, um, Oh, what happened there? Are you still there? Stellar Steven?
4: Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why okay. it failed twice earlier, but I did um, hear you talk a little bit about, uh, Beth wanting you to work with her and Aaron.
3: Yeah. So, um, You know, so it was just like, it was just a special thing. And then when we were going to get called up, they tried us out on the road and we had awesome, you know, Aaron had awesome matches. We had awesome vibes. Um, I'll never forget in Jamestown, New York, which is where Lucille Ball was born. So that was a big deal to me to perform there, even though it was just a house show. And even though we were just like opening match, um, Aaron was working Matt Hardy And I remember when I made the twist of face stop, like I grabbed his leg and like I stopped it from happening. I just remember the boos I felt like I never felt so many boos at once. And it was awesome. I was like, Oh my God. Like I'm getting chills right now. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is freaking cool, man. Like they're like, this is like, like I got them, I got the audience, and it's not me, Shelly. It's we got them. We did it. We're we're doing it. It's like a theater. We got them. Yes. And so, um, and it wasn't just because Matt Hardy. Because I've seen people like Matt Hardy or guys like him have matches that, you know, are these like kind of opening matches, just just sh- you know whatever, like stress, test the guy out and advance his character, whatever, whatever. And they don't go that smoothly, you know? Not that it's a bad match, but, like, the crowd's not really into it or whatever. So that first boo, when I stopped, I was like, oh, my freaking gosh. And then um, when the match was over, I just remember the crowd, we got so much heat, the three of us. The crowd booed us so hard. It was vibrating in my chest. It was so cool, man. I've, I've never felt anything like that again. And I just remember we huddled up, like we were coming up with some master plan. And I just remember Aaron saying, do you guys feel that? And then Beth like, yes. And I was like, oh my God, is it good? And then when we broke the huddle, and you would never know, we're like, whatever, and throwing a fit and all this. But I almost cried in that huddle. I was like, holy crap, this is freaking awesome. Like, holy crap. And that will always be, even though I've had so many amazing moments, the second, and I know this has nothing to do with Beth or Erin, but my other moment that matches that is when I wrestled Serena Deeb for, I believe, what was called Blow Wrestling, which was um, – What was it? PWS is female uh, bombshell wrestling. Bom- like I forget what it was called. No, bombshell. It was out of Jersey. Do you know what I'm talking about? A lot of us girls like that were on TV would go through there. Do you know what I'm talking about?
4: I'll, I'll look it up. But continue. It's like
3: PWS had it, out of Jersey is that they had like bombshell ladies of wrestling. Okay, anyways. So I wrestled Serena D there. And I was pretty tight with Serena when I lived in Kentucky. And this was shortly after she had finally got released to, like, wrestle again after her head injury. And um, she was, like, Roger style. And I was like, okay. And she was like, let's get them. And we didn't tell, I've talked about this on the show before, we didn't tell anyone except the referee we were going to do this. But we made it to where it seemed like an accident happened, and that Serena was injured because of her head, and then the whole room got quiet, and the guy, Pat Buck, he was the owner of the, him and his other partner at the time, Eric, their faces were like shit, and Eric went to call the paramedics and everything, and then we did this thing where, like, they were carrying her out, everyone clapped, And then I look all sad, and then I turn my back, and she jumps off of them, and she gets me from behind. And everyone's like, what? And like the Pat Buck and his freaking um, partner, Eric, were like, their mouths were dropped, and they were like, what? And then we did the match, and people just couldn't believe it. And that was the other energy that matched, even though that was even the smaller kind of venue than the uh, Jamestown one. Uh, it was so amazing because, like, we got them hard, hard that night. <laughs>
4: uh, I think you might have been referring to Pro Wrestling Syndicate. I'm not sure if that was the one. Yeah, they they but, had, um, a gr-
3: like, an all-female version. Like, it was, like, they would have, like, the, the girl show, and it was called something. Uh, anyway, but that's what it was.
0: Yeah,
4: it's uh... – interesting stories uh aaron i was reading earlier aaron is booker for championship wrestling from hollywood so that's why i wanted to follow up on your beth and aaron uh mentions earlier and then um i did want to ask you uh before i get off uh have you heard like the news about wwe restricting their talent from doing third-party platform uh you know, deals, like you, know, mm-hmm. you know, using Tamiya Twitch to to make money, using uh, these kind of, stage I've just names? Seen
3: what people, I just see what people have been tweeting. I haven't really investigated to, like, know the facts. But to be honest right. with you, I mean, I'm not surprised. Does it make it right? No. But to be honest, I'm surprised that they allowed them to do it for as long as they have. Not because I feel that they shouldn't be able to, but just how WWE operates. It's like, you got it's kind of interesting because you got to look at it in different ways. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's censorship, right? But when you're in WWE, you're making WWE money. So you got to, like, there's got to be a trade out there. It's like, if you want to make that kind of money, it's only going to be a big corporation that's going to be able to give you that money. So there's going to be censorship. There's going to be, they are going to be in control of that aspect of your life and that's just it. Again, I don't think it's right, but I'm by no means shocked. And if anything, like I said, I was shocked that that was being allowed. Like when I started seeing certain people pop up, that weren't just, like, their, uh, what is it, their legends people or whatever. When I started seeing, Mm -hmm. like, people that are on their roster now, I think, like, or more newer people, like, I was like, wow, that's crazy. I can't believe they let them do that. So, to me, it was, I can't even get mad because I expected that already. So, it's just, it is what it is. Like, from what I understand, they were trying to blame, like, that Lana girl. Is that right?
4: I think Meltzer reported that Lana's bang energy drink ads could have been, like, the last straw. And Ruth said Lana just, denied it. So I don't know what's that's, true. Yeah.
3: That's what I mean. It's like, I really think that they just kind of, like, probably... Because, let's be real, like, doing things like Cameo now... Like, I've been doing CelebVM for years. But CelebVM is nothing as high-profile as, like, cameos become you know what i mean so it's like maybe it was just one of those things where wwe just it slipped under the radar because they didn't think people were going to do it they start doing it and they didn't think anything of it and then like too many people start doing it and it's like wait a second no and they got to protect their company at the end of the day these people are for lack of a better term owned by wwe so it's like they got to protect their company and that's the trade-off if you want to be there like i said you got there are certain things you kind of have to give up like giving up i guess like in this case like your likeness and making money on the side like you can't really do that and that's like that's just how it is you know it, it is what it is so i don't know
4: yeah i'm, I guess I'm saying it doesn't ground. bother
3: me because i expected it it's right. like you know what you're getting yourself into. Again, I understand it's frustrating because yeah. it isn't cool. It should be it shouldn't be that way, but it is, you know.
4: Yeah, I, I can see your point. I I hope there's like some resolution that comes with it, maybe like uh just not using their stage names or maybe, you know, punishing one person instead of the whole roster. You know, if there's like some sort of brand, uh, uh, you know, harm, like if they start shooting on the company on their Twitch, maybe punish the individual and not the whole roster, but or maybe renegotiate yeah, re- contracts. That's probably what's gonna
3: happen. That's probably what's gonna yeah. happen. Is WWE is gonna have their like official cameo page probably, and they'll have their official Twitch yeah. page, and then these people that want to be involved in it. It's going to be like, yeah, you can have access to these people, but we're the ones scheduling it. We're the ones approving it. We're the ones taking care of it. So I bet you that's probably what's going to happen. Because, again, all this stuff, even like Twitch. If Twitch has been yeah, around for a long
4: time. Too. But um,
3: Twitch isn't like well, um, now what it was before. I won't
4: keep you for long, but I did want to thank you for having me on. Uh, thanks for taking my call. No
3: problem. Talk to you soon. Adios. All right, the ladies and gents, that is all I got in me today. I hope you had an awesome time. I hope you have a good rest of your week, sending you lots of positive vibes, love it and light, of course. And I'll be back here next week, same bat time, same bat channel. And if you want to check out my live stream, that's going to be on Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on ShellyTV.com. That's ShellyTV.com. It's totally free to sign up. You don't have to pay anything. I pinky swear. Pinky. So if you want to hang out with the Regal Beagle Happy Hour video chat, I highly advise you go over there. And if you can't watch us live, us, who's us? If you can't watch me live, (laughs) then you can always catch the replay on there as well. All right. Until next week, I am Shelly from Cali, and I'll be smelling you later. Adios.